This is Brianna Gamble, and you are listening to From Nothing to Profit. Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hey, welcome everybody. Another week, another podcast. Um, I hope you're really enjoying these. This week, we have my friend Brianna Gamble from Northern California, and she sent me a bio, but I don't know if I really need to use it, but because we have, we met years ago at Seniors Ignite and just, you know, had some conversations and I've always followed you on social media and your work is top, top notch in the senior world. And so, yeah, and we reconnected. Where do, where do we reconnect? Just a few weeks ago. Um, we were at Sync at the Sync conference. Yeah. In okay. Florida. Thank you. I'm sorry. I went, I've been at so many conferences lately. I can't even keep track. I'm like, why would I have seen you in Minnesota? But, um, yeah, so we saw each other at sync and we talked and you told me what was going on and it sounded like you had, you know, your business is doing great and you have some associate photographers. And so we could talk about any of that stuff that you want to talk about. But what, I guess what our audience needs to know is that, you know, you have an awesome, you know, fun, youthful style around senior portraits and you live in Northern California. Um, and you're probably best known, you know, for your model program and your destination sessions. So, Um, Go ahead, cover whatever I missed. Okay. So um, thank you for the intro. So yeah, my studio is in Northern California. So we are kind of right in between Sacramento and San Francisco. So we do a lot of beach sessions and we are probably most locally known for our destination sessions where we take a group of girls and we go out on um, some trips. We've gone to Palm Springs, Vegas, LA. Last year we went to Disneyland in uh, Portland, Oregon probably the most memorable trip was to Hawaii. And then this year we're going back to Palm Springs because it's probably my favorite place to shoot. And our senior model team also is something we've been doing for the past seven years. And people have been following our senior model team locally. And so now we kind of have girls who they've been following us maybe since freshman year. And so when they get invited into the studio, they're already really excited. They're already kind of pumped to be a part of it. And like you mentioned, we do have associate photographers. So that's a little bit a little bit new. Last year, every year I've been shooting around 300 sessions, not all seniors. Seniors probably account for about 50% of our business. So, 300 sessions a year, that was a, you know, a lot for one one person. That is a yeah, lot to to photograph but also to be managing the business and the studio itself. So, last year I started bringing on a, a team of associate photographers. So, I have three um, amazing photographers on my team now. And they they also shoot senior sessions. We offer tween sessions. And then we've been doing a lot of sessions recently for personal branding. And then also kind of bridging the gap between the tween age and the high school seniors. So the underclassmen that actually we just kind of launched a new program specifically for them that's modeled a little bit after our senior model program. So we can kind of get them in as freshmen and sophomores and start working with them and their families. And then when it's time to sign up for the senior model program, it's a no brainer. So yeah, we've been kind of working on that. And then we have also been revamping our studio to be a little bit more of like a rentable space for shoots and events. So um, today's actually our opening day. Um, So it's a little crazy. Uh, We have opening today and then a launch party on Sunday. And yeah, we've, I just have had a lot of interest locally from other photographers for my studio space. So we've kind of, I don't shoot a whole lot inside of my studio unless I'm doing boudoir or personal branding. So um, we've just kind of 
changed things around and got it ready. A little took a little bit of our personal um, photography brand out of it, so that others can bring their clients in to to shoot and do um, meetings. And also, people are using it for events. So that's kind of everything we have going on right now. Yeah. So you're you're definitely hitting like on all cylinders right now. So Kaya. Well, it's funny because I was like, okay, I'm. <laughs> I was looking online, going, okay, what are we what are we talking about here? So. So I had to have a couple questions for you about your the scope of your business. So 300 sessions, uh, and then you've hired on three more photographers. So how many uh, employees do you have all together? So um, in total, we have a team of eight. So we have um, the three associate photographers. Um, I have a studio manager, and then uh-huh. we have a production girl who does all of our – so I like to keep my editing in-house um, – and so she does all uh-huh. of our editing and all of our print orders and things like that. And we have a couple makeup artists on our team as well so that we have – we always have a makeup artist available. I don't like to um, use too many makeup artists in, locally just because we like to keep our style really, really specific. And we have really high standards for our team mm-hmm. and the experience we want to give to our clients. So I like to have those also kind of in-house. So they're just kind of standing makeup artists on our team. And so is everyone full-time or are they, some of them contract or how does that work? Yeah. So um, two of them are full-time, the studio manager and our production girl. And then the rest, the photographers and the makeup artists, they are all contracted. And so typically the makeup artists are working a handful of days a week because we do have so many clients that we offer hair and makeup for most of the sessions. And then the photographers, um, right now they're each working maybe one to two days a week, just depending um, how many sessions they have going on. Uh, the associate photographers, we just kind of started having them last fall. So I'm a little bit in a transition period where I'm trying to take Brianna Gamble as a person and turn Brianna Gamble into more of a brand name for our studio so that people know when they come to us, it might not necessarily be Brianna doing your session, but you'll still get the same experience no matter who you shoot with. That's exciting. That So how long have you been a photographer? Um, I've been a photographer for about eight years and really have just been in business for the past seven. So um, okay. I kind of started um, when I was pregnant with my son, uh, just kind of, you know, had a camera documenting life and kind of started getting into it. Um, but really, photography for me has always kind of been about the business aspect. I do love photography, but I would say for me, my most favorite part about running my photography studio is the business side. And so that's also part of why I started getting associate photographers and kind of started outsourcing even the shooting aspect of it so that I could work on building Mm -hmm. the brand and kind of expanding from there. Um, And then we've been in our current studio for three years. We just hit three years in January so that's been really exciting. And it sounds like you've got a lot of room for growth too, as far as number of sessions and that type of thing. Absolutely. I feel like one piece of advice that I've heard before that was really great was to grow slowly and intentionally. So I've tried to not grow too quickly and adding team members or adding more sessions per year and just growing the the business in general, I've tried to do a really intentionally because I don't I don't want to lose the personal touch that we have with our clients, and I don't want to kind of expand too quickly and then lose everything that people loved about working with our business. But I am excited about the growth, and I think we'll be able to take on 
a lot more clients every year. And eventually I'm planning to open um, more studio spaces to kind of expand to other locations. Yeah. Well, California is a great area. And I feel like there you can develop the business anywhere. Absolutely. Like it, the Midwest has been traditionally known for having senior photography, whereas the coast, d- d- you know, don't necessarily. But I feel like you can, if you go to an area, you can just develop it because people want pretty pictures. Yeah. And we're really lucky because we can shoot year round here. <laughs> We don't really, we don't have to worry about snow. So the only months we don't, we aren't really shooting seniors anyway is December and January, but 10 months out of the year, we're shooting senior sessions. So it's really easy to keep that as a year round business. And then even over the winter months, we have boudoir and branding sessions going on and um, some in-studio tween sessions as well. So it keeps us busy year round, which is really awesome. So what does your like for you specifically, what is your ideal week work look like? I'm assuming when you were shooting 300 sessions, you were shooting a lot of the time. Yes. And so what will it look like now? Um, so now pretty much starting the beginning of this year, I've always had a work schedule and um, been really schedule oriented. But the beginning of this year, knowing that we were going into a year where we were going to have a lot of growth and we have some associate photographers on board to take over those client sessions, um, I created a schedule where I'm only shooting one or two days per week. And for me, that's really ideal. I last year was shooting like five, (laughs) five days a week. And I usually had um, a lot of times I had multiple sessions per day. And it's just exhausting. And you can't stay creative. And you can't really give your client 100% of yourself when you're exhausted. So um, shooting one or two sessions a week is really great for me. Um, So I have it set up where my work week looks like pretty much Monday through Thursday are my work days. And I'm off Friday through Sunday um, to spend with my family and help in my son's class at school. And usually I shoot in the middle of the week, like Tuesday or Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Mondays we keep for marketing and team meetings. And we do a lot of ongoing training with everyone on the team. And then Thursdays, I kind of, it's a little bit of like a, like a flex day. So if we have, if it rains or something and we have to reschedule one of our seniors, it can put them on Thursday. And I don't feel stressed out about kind of cutting into my family time over the weekend. But then I also do a lot of stuff just in the studio and kind of planning and things like that on, on Thursday. So I've kind of changed my schedule to be less shooting and more, um, like working on on the business instead of in the business, which is what I love. Yeah, that's brave. <laughs> yeah, it's been really awesome. I'm I've, I'm kind of a um, jump in with both feet kind of a person. So with uh-huh. the whole associate photographer idea and even renting out our studio, it was kind of like went from idea into just taking action right away. And that's probably been my biggest thing is just taking action on things that I really want to do. And um, I think Nate from Sticky Albums said one time, um, he said, if you take too much time to deliberate about things and go back and forth, you won't, you won't be taking action in your business. And I would rather take action quickly and I would rather fail quickly and be able to just recover and move on and bounce back. And so I've kind of taken that approach as well after hearing that from him and being like, yeah, let's just do it. If it's something you want to do, let's kind of plan it out. But you don't need to have everything planned out from A to Z to kind of go straight into doing what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that leads into my question, like you're getting all this stuff done, but so 
you know, do you have a business coach? Are you modeling after somebody or, you know, like where's your inspiration coming from? Or are you just figuring out as you go? Um, I do feel like I take a little bit of inspiration from, from people in the industry. I, I honestly try to, um, I try not to pay too much attention to what other people are doing. Um, I know a lot of people try to kind of keep, try to keep almost like a little bit of tunnel vision on just like what my goals are. And my, my biggest thing is just deciding the kind of life that I want to have and then working backwards to create a plan with my business to be able to give that to myself and my team and my family. And so I, I don't know. I did take a class from Nancy Ray of Nancy Ray Photography about team building and leadership. And that was really awesome. And she she's kind of in the same boat. She is a wedding photographer, though. And um, she has a couple of associate photographers and a small team. And that was kind of the starting point for me of really adding associate photographers and starting to build on my business without having to sacrifice any family time or any of the other things I wanted to do outside of my business. Cool. Okay. So then my other question is, can you talk a little bit about your underclassmen program? I mean, whatever details you want to share, but yeah, kind of what you're doing. I mean, I think the concept makes sense to me, right? You're trying to get people in earlier and earlier, but you know, what are you offering them? What's, what's the pitch and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've been asked about doing an underclassman program for a couple years, and I've just never really seen any way to go about it without it taking a lot of time. And I just didn't really know the value that we can offer to them. Um, And then David Beckham mentioned he, he was doing some kind of like a sophomore program and Basically, the the girls they pay a few hundred dollars and they get in and they do a shoot or two and it's it's really a flexible program. It's not kind of as structured as the senior model program, and it just gives them an opportunity to kind of try you out. So, for us with our senior model program, they're committing to doing senior portraits with us up front and they're paying for that up front. And for the parents, that's a huge commitment time wise and financially. And I wanted to kind of give them take a step back and say, okay, well, what if we just give a program before they even get to that point where they can try us out for a few months? So the program is only six months long. It goes from the spring to the fall. And I, I did open it up to freshmen as well. Um, we were, I had a lot of parents inquiring about freshmen. And so I'm letting the freshmen be involved in it too. And they're just going to get a couple photo shoots out of it. And they're really, they're really um, casual shoots. So they're not styled. We're not styling wardrobe. Um, we're not offering hair and makeup for these shoots. It's just a chance for them to get in front of the camera and have a lot of fun and see how how much fun we can add to their junior and senior year. And I want to make it something where it's a no-brainer that they would come to us for senior portraits because they've already worked with us. And it was such a small financial investment and time-wise that um, it's just like, well, it's worth at least trying out. And then what we're going to do is we're, well, here's another thing. We're starting a magazine, um, which I got the idea and a lot of information from a few people at Sync when I was there. So the local, it's going to be a local teen magazine and it's going to be written by teens for teens. And um, I'm really excited about that. It's going to be really just to kind of promote teens in the area that are giving back to their community and reaching goals and doing really awesome things. And, um, that kind of goes hand in hand with 
the program we're calling our junior influencer program for the underclassmen. And so they can be part of the editorial team for the magazine and submit articles and interview the people that are going to be in the magazine and things like that. So I don't know our, our program, we're just starting it this year. So they're going to start next month and um, we're going to see how it goes. They'll do a couple shoots and then they can do the magazine and we'll have some community service stuff going on. But I just wanted to keep it really easy going and just get them into the studio at least once a month to just kind of drive home our brand and what we're all about so that they're excited to sign up in the fall when they're a junior. That's awesome. Okay. So here's my, I think this is the question that this leads to. And if for the everyday listeners of the podcast, you can tell we're completely off script, but that's okay. This is, this is going really well. We're not following our questions, but okay. So you're trying all this stuff. Yes. And you're trying to get as quick as you can to failure. So talk to me about how you think about something or how you give up something that's just like not working or like, you know, like the opposite end of it. Trying stuff, I totally get. But when you, how do you just not keep adding stuff and how do you like let stuff go or just, you know, talk about that end of it? Okay. So we have at our studio, um, we, you know, we have our mission statement and then we also have our set of core values. And so everything that we do at our studio has to kind of fit in with what our core values are and our mission statement. And if it doesn't, then it's not even worth pursuing for us, even though it might be a good or decent idea. If it doesn't fit in with our brand, then it just doesn't make sense. Um, so in the beginning of the year, we take a couple weeks off and we do a big team retreat and I take my team, not super far we go. I mean, where we live, we live in the middle of a lot of really cool places. So we can kind of just drive a couple hours. And so we stayed in Airbnb for a week and we just map out the entire year and we start kind of going through all of these ideas that we have, you know, written down or put in our little notebooks, um, kind of made a list over the past year. And um, you start kind of creating plans from there and seeing what fits in with what our goals are. Um, And then we have our financial goals for the year. And so if we can figure out how to make it work to where it matches up with what we're wanting to do, and it's going to get us closer to those goals, then we'll try it. And then every quarter, we have a quarterly planning day where we sit down and we kind of review the whole past quarter, including any programs we're doing, um, products that we're offering, anything like that. And go back to what we talked about at that initial team retreat in the beginning of the year. And if it's something that we're like, you know, it's really not, if it's not giving anything valuable either to us or to our clients, then we just kind of cut it and we just say, okay, well, you know, we'll write out the rest of this program, but we're probably not going to do it again. Or we'll, we'll kind of revisit and say, well, what isn't working about it and what is working? Like, how can we maybe change it to work better for us or for the clients? Um, And then, so sometimes we'll just kind of revamp things and we've done that with our tweens probably every year. We, we change our tween stuff every single year to work a little bit better. Cause it's a little bit of a, a newer genre than seniors. So that's kind of how we go about it. That's exciting. So have you ever done the strengths finder test? I have. Yes. It was a while ago. So you, I'm assuming you're an activator. I, yes. Um, um well and i i was when you were talking i was like that she is an activator she does it immediately like if i get the idea i need to do it or i'm gonna go crazy well and i feel like the first couple years of my business i wasn't that way um Mm -hmm. and i i I definitely am an overthinker i will say that and that is probably yeah absolutely and i and i 
second guess everything and I go back and forth about things. And I've noticed, I, I will say that having a team and having employees there every day who are counting on you to, um, they're, they're looking to you for like, what is the vision? What are we doing here? And they're looking to, to you to be the decision maker. So I do like to keep my team as a very collaborative atmosphere. But at the end of the day, it's it's my decisions that kind of, um, like, I, I still take on all the responsibility of whatever decisions are made. And so I've noticed that it kind of forces you to make decisions a little bit quicker. Because if you're really wishy-washy about something, you're second-guessing things, then your team starts to feel that way as well. And they're not feeling as confident in what they're doing. Um, and then it, it just kind of filters down from there. And so definitely having a team has made me be more decisive, even if I'm, even if I'm not totally sure, (laughs) I still have to act like I'm totally sure. Um, and, and that's just kind of how I've gone with it. And then, like I said, after, after hearing that from Nate, I was like, you know, that's so true because I'll sit here and I'll, I'll stress out about something for two months. And it's like, I could have just done it. And if after 30 days it failed, I would have been done with it (laughs) 30 days ago. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, on that note, let's just take a quick break. And we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You look at your calendar and notice you need clients now. So you do a little marketing and get some phone calls. You get busy helping those new clients. They schedule sessions, they place orders, and life is good. But once they're done, your calendar is empty again. The reason is you didn't have time to market while you were busy. Sometimes your business feels like a roller coaster. And let me tell you something. It is. And believe me, you're not alone. Photographers everywhere have the same problem. But I have some great news. Matt's business, Allison Ragsdale Photography, after years of trial and error, has cracked the code. It works so well, he's created a new class all about it. It's called Get Clients Now, a dead, simple approach to getting photography clients. Everyone at From Nothing to Profit is excited to share this info with you because this system helped Matt and Allison book hundreds of clients this year at their studio. And the best part about this system is that it's simple to set up and it works while you're sleeping. No hard selling or creepy marketing. All you have to do is help your clients answer their most pressing questions. Clients love the system and say it is the number one reason they book with Matt and Allison. If you're interested in learning more about this system, go to photopodcast.co forward slash simple. Matt has created a short free video that introduces this system. If you like what you hear, podcaster listeners get an exclusive discount on the full class. So make sure you go to photopodcast.co forward slash simple and sign up for the free video. It will help you book more clients now and create the business you've always wanted. That's fun. It's really fun to see what you're doing because, I mean, essentially you're adding two new completely different things to your business right now. And you'll, you'll know whether the, whether you like having people in your studio and, you know, whether the junior influencers come on, go on and book or uh, whether you like communicating with them at this time. So that's really interesting. I'm going to be watching to see what happens. Yeah. I'll keep you updated. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that the difference is like, I put so much energy into starting a program that like, I just never want it to end or fail. Yeah. And we're at a transition point, like in our business where there's some things I could probably let go. And yeah, I think I just need to get better with breaking up with things. Yeah. If it's not working for you, it's like, just let it go. Just because then you're, all you're doing is you're opening up space for a bigger and better thing. And, um, 
I have this, I guess, quote that I heard, and I don't know if I'm quoting it correctly, but um, it was kind of like, you need to be able to visualize the entire forest, not just the tree in front of you. And so that really kind of hit home for me because sometimes we we do, we run into the tree in front of us. <laughs> um, we have these obstacles and it's kind of like, that's all we can see right now is this one obstacle that's kind of holding us back or like you said, it's something that we're like, oh, I don't know if I want to let go. And and being able to to see the whole forest and see how there's one tree is just, it's just one tree. So you can either cut it down and keep on going or figure out how to, you know, I don't, <laughs> I'm getting really weird with this metaphor, but like, <laughs> I just feel like that's something that I kind of go back to like, okay, is this a tree thing or is this like is this the whole forest because sometimes we act like it's the whole forest and we act like this one thing is going to make such a big deal if we if we drop it or cut it from our studio or if we add it and it fails when really everything that you've built up until this point you know cutting one program or adding one thing that doesn't work is just one little portion and that won't affect necessarily everything else that you've built up and that your clients know about you okay so I don't think that way. So that, which is good. Like this is literally like there's a paradigm shift happening right now for Mm -hmm. me. So describe your forest then. I mean, I understand that the the tree is like one thing, right. And it can just come and go. But so now describe, describe how you view your forest. Like what does that look like? Okay. So I guess to me, um, what that means is the forest, I guess is kind of like your entire, your entire business as a whole. And so, um, as you're adding things or as you're like, you can, I don't know for me, like if I run into an issue, that's kind of like, I just walked into a tree, like something just came up and it's like, it's this one huge thing that's just standing in front of me that I just need to like decide if I'm going to walk around it or if I'm going to, I don't know. Like I don't, the whole, it's just, I try to be a more big picture person, which kind of makes all the other stuff seem really small makes everything else seem really insignificant which is helpful when you get stressed about (laughs) about uh specific things like maybe you have a client that didn't really have a great experience or you have a really um a big problem with a client or with a program that you're doing or something and it and you know sometimes those things can seem all consuming and it seems like this one thing is just such a huge deal when really it's not like even if you have one one bad client or one client who's like maybe saying bad things about you or that you have a bad review online and it seems like it's such a huge deal, but you have all these other clients and you have all this other stuff going on at your studio that people know about you and what you've built so far, your reputation will far surpass anything that like one little failure can can bring. Yeah. And so, okay. So let me give you an example. So like in our business right now, like I feel like we're at a transition point, like with our model program, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting when I think about it, like I think about our model program, like is our business, you know what I mean? And it sounds like you can separate those things pretty well. And to me, they're so tightly wound. Like if I just dropped my model program next week, it would just feel like a major part of my business would just go away. And you're saying, no, 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 the model program is just a tree it can come and go because your business is bigger than it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way that you do about my senior model program. I do think that because it's something that so many people in my local area know about me, that same thing. Like if I were to just completely drop it, that it probably, it would hinder my senior business, at least for that first year. 
But I think everything isn't also so black and white. Like, I don't know that it's always a matter of continuing with something that isn't working for you or dropping it completely. Um, Sometimes just taking that idea and running in a totally different direction with it, it works. And something um, I think we, when we were kind of thinking about our model program, because it's a lot of work to have a senior model program. And so I think a lot of photographers are in that boat where they're like, well, I just don't know if we want to do this anymore. (laughs) Like we just want to photograph clients. I don't know if we want to run this program. Um, So sometimes it's even helpful to just get a little, just do a little sit down at your studio or at a coffee shop with some of your models or their parents or both and find out what they are most interested in um, or kind of get their feedback. And they'll give you a lot better feedback that way than if you send them a survey and ask them to fill it out. Um, and anything that they they tell you, you can kind of piggyback off of that and ask more questions and find out really like maybe you're offering X, Y, and Z, but they're really only interested in X. So it's like, well, why are we killing ourselves doing Y and Z when they don't even care about that? Um, and they might have some really good ideas that you haven't thought of that might bring in more clients. So I think sometimes it's just a matter of saying, how can we do this differently without, we don't want to drop it, but like, how can we do it differently to work better for us? And still, you want it to still kind of give you joy and not something that you're dreading doing. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's interesting for me. I don't know about like, <laughs> she's Marie Kondo in her business. <laughs> <laughs> As it was coming out of my Does mouth. this I was model like, oh. program. <laughs> yeah Yeah, I don't know like it's just so hard like I just sell I self-identify with so much of my business that like I never want to let anything go and that's probably why I'm in the position I am with my business where like I don't know maybe I just need to cut well and what I always think is like interesting super interesting like one of the few conversations that really has me on my heels right now which is really but do you think that if you draw I mean no, if don't. You were, no, here, here you go. Now you're going to start asking me like <laughs> deep questions and it's going to be like no. math therapy session. Here no, we go. I always no, think go ahead. like go ahead. you, I mean, you have to know that no matter what happens in your, like your studio can burn down tomorrow or your model program can just be a huge flop or whatever, it, whatever your tree is at the time. But you have to know with as much success as you guys have had that you would be able to turn it around no matter what. Like you would be able to revamp yourselves and you know like I feel like especially when people have been in business for a while it doesn't matter what happens you'll always figure a way out of it so even though you might maybe it's just because you can't see what the next step is that's where it's scary it's like okay if we drop our model program all you're seeing is the possible failures because you don't really know another way to go about it but I think you would figure it out because you figured out so many things up until this point right (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. So that's but now we're like we're entrenched, right? We're like we do it this way even when it fails. We just keep doing it this way. I yeah. don't think you are, Matt. I think I you're recognizing the time to change and you're just getting up the gumption to do it because you're not an activator. That's true. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> this um, is good. This is good. Okay, I know. So, this is um, really great. Right, I'm, I'm gonna, really so, enjoying yeah, I know. We're like, okay, we're 30 minutes in the podcast and we haven't even covered like one of the questions. Okay. Sorry. So let's go through the questions okay. and just see where it takes us. But if we've already covered them, I think it's totally fine for us to say it's been covered. Okay. okay. 
So when I ask you the question of like, what's working now in your business, do you feel like you covered that? Or is there something specific you want to share with the audience about what you think is working really well? Um, I think I have shared some of it. I think I'm like maybe two things that otherwise are just, um, like I said, we created that program for the underclassmen. So looking, I think one thing that's working for us is to kind of like fill the gaps that we were missing. So we had a whole client base that had tween age girls from pretty much nine to 13. And then we also were targeting our senior clients, but we didn't have anything in between. So creating systems where clients can grow with you is a really good way to not lose them because if they come to you and let's say they do a tween session and they don't work with you for a few years until they're a junior or senior, they might forget about you in that time. So trying to create systems where we can keep those touch points with our clients every year has really worked for us. And that might be in the form of, let's say they do a tween session one year. And then the next year, um, we are really proactive about inviting them back for another one because the girls have changed so much in a year. Um, Or even inviting them in to do a family session or anything else that you can offer them to continue working with you. Um, has been really great for us. And the more we work with them, the more they are kind of like a brand evangelist and just telling everybody about us. And now their house is filled with our photos. So that's been great for creating loyal clients and realizing that you don't always have to constantly be spinning your wheels marketing when you have these awesome clients right in front of you. It's like, what else can I offer them? What else can we do with these existing clients? Yeah. And so that's where my question was like, how do you launch all this stuff? Cause obviously if you're going to launch this much stuff, you're not, it's not these huge launches that are taking up months at a time. Mm-mm. You're just, or are they personal no. invites? Like, do you say this person needs this kind of session? This person needs this type of session. Well, the, so the underclassmen program, I posted it on my Instagram and my story a few times, and then I kind of utilize the clients I already have. So my senior models, you know, at this time of year, you're kind of in between two groups, or at least we are. So we have our class of 2019 senior models who we're still kind of working with, but they're about to graduate. And then we have our class of 2020 girls who just started and have only done a shoot and a couple events with us. And so they're really excited. So I reached out to both sets of models and I asked them to share it on their Instagram story. And I created a little um, photo for them to share. And then I asked them to post it and tag me in it. And they're they were super excited about it. They were like, I kind of told them what it was about and they they were more than happy to help us spread the word. Um, and then I just sent out an email. I utilized my email list of past clients and current clients. Um, and then I reached out to some girls who um, we've worked at, like I know that we've done a tween session with them previously. And I know that right now they're freshmen or sophomores. So I called their parents and I just invited them to the studio and I didn't do like this huge presentation or I just kind of sat there with my notes and just like told them what it was. And I'm like, this is our idea. What do you think? And I showed a couple videos from our YouTube that have like a studio trailer and shows a little bit about our team. And we signed up almost every single, we only didn't sign up two girls because they accidentally came without their parents. (laughs) We, every single girl that came with a parent signed up on the spot. So, and it didn't need to be this huge launch. It didn't need to like, I didn't need to like, because like I said, you already have an existing um, reputation. So people already know what you're about. And when you are really passionate about it and excited about it, it gets them really excited about it. 
And so they want to be a part of that. And so then you, then you have it where they can sign up online too. Um, I don't, I kind of did it more like our senior model signups where they had to come in for that meeting and then they had to kind of sign up in person with me. Okay. Um, So they're, they're applying online then. Yeah. I, well, I just had it online to where it gave a little bit of information so the parents can see a little Mm -hmm. bit of what it was about. And then, um, they, they just signed up on there to come to the meeting and then up the meeting. That makes sense. Yeah. And so when you do like your family, like you said, you have, you know, you do a tween session, then you do a family session. Are those things that you are specifically inviting them to do or are they those things that they just sign up for? Um, So for the family, I don't. So I really only do family sessions for current and past clients. Mm -hmm. And we don't book family sessions really outside of that. So we do family sessions pretty much like once in the spring and then once in the fall. And so we'll all get a couple dates together for the spring or for the fall that are coming up. And I mostly do email and phone calls. Like I'll just send an email to, I have, you know, my email list that's all past clients. And so I send them that email. And usually what I do is when they are in the studio um, doing their, their tween session, I'll talk to the parent about doing a family session and I'll let them know like, hey, in a couple months, we're going to have um, these family sessions. So I know you guys have other kids and like, we should get all your, your kids together and we should do a family session. So kind of getting them excited about it at the tween session. So then when they get that email, they were already expecting it. Um, and then I'll just hop on the phone. Like if I haven't heard back from people, I'll just start calling them and be like, Hey, we have these family sessions. I don't know if you saw the email. And a lot of people will be like, Oh, I saw the email and I just totally forgot. You know, I didn't sign up online and because people just get busy and they forget or they looked at it when they were like at the movies or something. <laughs> so just calling yeah. or even shooting a text. Like I'll, I'll send a text and say, hey, I want to talk to you about family sessions. I don't know if you saw the email. Do you have a few minutes to chat tomorrow? And then that way I'm not playing phone tag with them either. And they'll say, yeah, call me at 10 tomorrow. And so that's kind of how we do it. And then we, we do kind of work it into our sessions. Like I don't think that they know. We don't really have a session fee. So when I am inviting them, I'm like, there's no session fee for you. Just come on in and let's create this experience. I mean, there's no session fee at all. <laughs> we just don't do because it's all for past clients. So, um, but it, it kind of makes them feel special that like they know we don't normally offer family sessions. So when we reach out to them about it, it's like, yeah, we've already worked with you. And we really want to work with your family again to get these photos that you really want. So um, our senior models, we tell them, you know, they get their well, basically a free session. And then we give them a print credit towards the the family session to kind of entice them. And, um, okay. you know, the seniors are doing sessions in the summer and fall. So we kind of try to push the spring ones right before they graduate. That's great. That's yeah. so exciting. It's just fun to hear how like specific you are about it. Like you figure out when you want to do it, you plan it, you've got a time for it. And it's not just like all over the place, all mixed up. And, um, that makes so much more sense of how you do your business because you do spend a lot of time planning and yes. you can really but, see but that. Not, yeah. But not necessarily, it doesn't feel like she's over planning like I do. No. Right. Like just <laughs> like planning and then doing, you know, not just like planning for planning's sake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I kind of just like plan it out. And then I, I'm like, I have to force myself to just go. It's like, okay, let's just do it. And I'll just put put a little plan together and be like, let's just go. You know, if it's 80% of the way done, it's ready. Like it doesn't need to be 100%. It doesn't need to be perfect. Let's just 
let's just go for it and see what happens. That's great. So is there anything when about the industry that you're fired up about right now, or did we kind of cover that or? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, the only thing that I really feel like right now with our industry that I'm, I'm super excited about. And maybe this is just because I don't pay that much attention. I feel like we're kind of going away from these hugely stylized shoots with our senior models. Mm -hmm. I feel like people are still doing styled shoots and I still am too, but we're starting to give them styled shoots that are more realistic and it's not a huge reach like in terms of their hair and makeup or their outfits. It's still the next level above what they would probably wear for senior portraits or anything like that. But it's more realistic to what they look like and it's more youthful. And that's really, I'm excited about that. Cause I, I mean, I don't want to like, I just, I, I love to take pictures of my girls that are really fun, but still uh, like, they still kind of look like kids um, because they, I mean, they're not kids, but they're not really adults either. <laughs> so doing a ton of makeup and a ton of over the top themes for me, for at least for my brand doesn't really work. And I have kind of noticed a lot of photographers going away from that. And I'm excited because I'm excited for the clients because uh, I think it's more of what they want, but I'm excited for us because it's a lot less work and we don't have to do so much all the time. I think even just, just creating it, like just showing up, like giving them a fun experience and showing them that you really care and letting them have a say in it is what they really want. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's super good. All right. So yeah, Kaya, let's do the lightning round. Um, okay. And we kind of just do these fast. Do you want to take her through the yeah, first Yeah. Yeah. So Brianna, tell us how, like how you became a photographer. I guess so. I was in the Air Force at the time when I was like starting <laughs> to do photography and it was kind of, it was coming up to where I needed to decide if I was going to re-enlist or get out. And I decided that I kind of just wanted to go with it. Like I said, I wanted to just jump in. And um, obviously a lot of people thought that was probably not the smartest idea at the time, but I just, I just really believed in what I was doing and I wanted to, to go for it. And, um, and then I, I kind of found myself in the middle of, I had my son who was a baby at the time and, you know, a lot of, a lot of photographers who are moms, um, <clears throat> and dads who are stay at home parents, that's something that kind of holds people back from being able to go full time. And it was like, I just, I didn't want this big unknown to kind of scare me away from my dreams. So I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I did a little parenting co-op with some friends. So a couple friends I had, we, we worked out a deal where we each took one, one day of the week and watched all three of the kids so that <laughs> we had like two. So we, like I would watch their kids one day and then the other two days I would have free to work. And that really worked for me because I didn't have to pay for daycare. And, um, so that kind of like, was the like the starting point of everything. So I always feel like there's a way to work around it, even if it feels like oh, I can't do it because of this or that. You can always kind of just get creative and figure it out. That's really cool. So what was what was holding you back from becoming a full time photographer? You know, like what when you were on that transition point from the Air Force out, like what was holding you back? Um, so at the time, I was actually in the middle of getting divorced as well. So there was kind of a lot going on, and it was like you know, I was moving into this huge new chapter of my life where there was so many things that I didn't know. And so I didn't, it was like, okay, I need to either get a full-time job once I get out of the Air Force, or I need to like go a hundred percent on this 
and really, and really make this something I do full time. And so I decided I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And I had only been doing photography for about six months at the time. Um, so it was a little, it was really new. And, um, I just kind of, I had my monthly goals and I was like, okay, well, if I don't make, you know, X amount of money this month, we're not eating. (laughs) So it was more like, um, I guess fear that kind of just pushed me to keep reaching and keep going for that. And it just, um, it just was something I, I really, really wanted to pursue. And I knew it was like now or never for me. Yeah. That's really good. And now you're just taking over California one step at a time. So. <laughs> Trying. <laughs> one new initiative at a time. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you'll have 10 done before I have one done. So, Okay. So let me ask you a question. This is kind of a fun money question. Okay. If you had $1,000 right now, what do you think you would buy that's photo related? And this is kind of like just advice for our audience. Like this is where I'd spend money if I had extra money right now. I would absolutely take that $1,000 and invest it in the Level Up course by Megan DePiro. She was at Sync, mm-hmm. and I'm in her Facebook group, and she is amazing. Um, I, no matter what, if I had $1,000, I would always invest it first in education. That's always my first my first thought when I have any money to invest in my business. It's always education, and so I would, I would go for that because she's like – God to me. <laughs> That's yeah, <awesome>. no, she, <laughs> She's she amazing. definitely does some good work. Um, I thought her s- presentation at Sync was really good, and um, I've done some of her work as well. And she's got some stuff figured out. That's for darn sure. Yeah. Okay, so then you take that a different thousand dollars because you've already spent that now. What would your advice be for people not to buy? So my always like the last thing on my mind to spend money on is gear, actually. <laughs> I never spend money on gear. It's like my camera has to completely die before I'll buy a new one. I just feel like it's just that saying that like, you know, the camera doesn't make the photo and obviously better gear will will help you in certain ways, but I I'm always just looking for ways to invest in um, myself or my team or my clients before my gear cuz I feel like the knowledge that I have, I can do enough with my gear to, to get there. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. And then what is the best advice you've ever received? You've given us some great nuggets of different things, but is there anything specific that you have in mind for that? Well, I guess my forest was, my <laughs> yeah, no, the one I was gonna yeah. Give. um, yeah, we can just, yeah, we can just stay yeah, with that. I you love don't that. have to come up with another one on the fly. Yeah, no, I love no, that. you've got, you've had some great stuff, which is why we are going through the, these last questions <laughs> so quickly. Um, so then what is one of your personal habits that you think contributes to your success? Probably the one habit that contributes the most is, um, just scheduling out my days. So like I said, I have a, a schedule for my work week and each day kind of has a plan of what I'm supposed to do. But most of the time over the weekend, I'll kind of go over what's coming up uh, that next week and then schedule out the days. And I, most weekdays, I wake up at four and um, I try to just force myself to get out of bed at four o'clock in the morning. Because <laughs> I read somewhere a, a couple years ago that the most successful people in the world wake up at four o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try it. <laughs> And I will definitely say waking up at four in the morning gives you, it adds a few hours to your day. So before it's even time to head to a senior session or take my son to school, I've already probably gotten 
enough done in those first few hours of the day than a lot of people are able to get through during the whole day because during the the normal hours people are awake, a lot of things come up and it gets in the way and then you got emails to respond to and things kind of throw your schedule off. So getting up at four and knocking out the most important things first has been really helpful and then having a routine just for the rest of the day to kind of stay on track. So what do you do before everyone else gets up that you that you know those important things and what time do you go to bed? So usually in the morning things I'm working on are things that I'll need for later. So meaning like if we're having a team meeting that day, I'll be like creating the outline for the meeting cuz I don't want to go into a meeting um like I don't like to have meetings just for the sake of having meetings. And so I'll go in and create an outline um, and start kind of going through all my to-do lists for the week and start creating like little delegation lists. So my team, they all have their lists that they do daily and weekly and monthly and stuff that they that's kind of ongoing. And then they have little project lists of things that I'm delegating to them depending on what's going on at the studio that week or that month. So in the morning, they do that. I read usually in the mornings, um, have a few cups of coffee, and <laughs> do a lot of marketing stuff. I, I feel like I'm the most productive at that time of day. Like between 4 and 7 a.m., I'm like I have the most ideas and I have the most drive to get things done. And then the rest of the day, I'm kind of like I just like to kind of go through my routine but not – think too much about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what time do you go to bed? Oh, um, well, I normally fall asleep on my couch at like nine o'clock. We're like uh, watching TV and I'm dozing off around nine, but I usually go to bed between like nine and 10. Depends on the day. And Allison started, my wife, Allison started uh, getting up at five and she really likes it too. She feels way more productive, which is interesting. So yeah. And it's like no one else is awake, so you can I know. And that's why I don't feel like I should do it because I feel like if I start getting up at five, it's counterproductive to both of us being up at five. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Just sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of her way. Right? That, <laughs> we'll just give you, uh, let it make, make it easier for you, Matt, to make that decision. <laughs> I love that excuse. <laughs> All right. So what is one, uh, what's like an internet resource you'd want to share with our audience? An internet resource. So this is when I actually didn't have um, a whole, I don't do a whole lot of stuff on the internet. So I mostly, okay. I would say like uh, Megan DePiro's Facebook. I know she's going to be like, thanks for promoting me. Hey. Um, yeah. her Facebook you're, like total, you're being a total fangirl right I now. I am. I saw her That's at Sanger. I'm like, can I take a photo? Um, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I've, I've had so many, I've learned so many things from her Facebook group. Um, it's called rise to the top by Megan DePero. And it's amazing. And she gives you so many actionable tips that it's not like something super vague. She's like, here's a mentor post about how I make $3,000 in a day doing headshots. And she'll like break it down step by step and answer all your questions. So it's really helpful. That's cool. And is it, is it a free group? It is free. Yes. Okay. So what is a book that you recommend for our audience? So probably two of my favorite books right now. So Profit First has been one of my favorite books. And... I have started implementing Profit First into my business the past six months, and it's been really helpful um, for those who need help with kind of learning how to implement strategies to keep the profit in your business and make sure that you are creating 
profit, like your take home type of profit, but also setting aside money for taxes and things like that. And that kind of helps you to just trim the fat in your business and get rid of expenses that you don't really need. And it's a really, it's, it's been really helpful. And then Entre Leadership. Yes, it's Matt and I's favorite book. I love it. <laughs> we, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then just so you guys know, today was April 1st, which would be we're actually on a quarter. Mm-hmm. So now you're supposed to like reallocate your percentages today. Yeah. So. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And we're supposed to put them. Well, I always put the money away that day too. And something fun that we did um, at Chris, you know, like at the first of the year is we gave our kids a, you know, a percentage of a percentage of the profit. And so like, I don't, you know, it was at Christmas. So we had a lot more money that came in then. Yeah. And so they all got, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars or something like that. And we were like, this is profit because you help make this business happen. And, you know, sometimes I'm gone or, you know, and, and they were all like, their eyes got so big. They were super excited about it. So I'm, I'm like, I don't think they realize, but you know, next week I'll give them a percentage. Oh yeah, (laughs) It might not be as much as it was at Christmas, but that was really fun for me. That is really cool. I love that. Brianna, did, are, have you done clockwork yet? Have you read that? No, I haven't. It's on my list. It's his next one. Yeah. You, I thought you were doing no. it. Like listening to what you were saying, I feel like you are re- ready for that. Oh, next I'm step. excited because it's like it's like the same exact system. It's just based off of your time management instead of your financial yes. management. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it'll fit you perfectly. Um, okay, so let's just wrap up. So share some parting guidance with our audience, and then just tell them the best way to connect with um, you. So I guess some parting guidance would just be to. Like I said, visualize the life that you want to have first and think about what you want in general your your life to look like and then create your business around that and kind of work backwards to create a schedule that works for you and make sure that everything you're doing is getting you closer to your goals. So cutting out all the fluff and just saying, here are my goals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a plan of action to get there and then just go for it. Don't overthink it. Don't compare yourself to other people. Just try it out. And if you fail, then just move on to the next thing. And but easier said yeah. than done. Yeah, totally. Oh, Matt. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> no, no, it, no, it was great. But she's like twisting the knife. It's like, it's oh, like, I feel God. like we went to think together and she sat there and just you. listened to me. And then she's like, I can't wait to get on your podcast and just turn the knife on everything you're struggling <laughs> with, Matt. Oh, Brianna, this has been so fun to hear what you do. I, you're very, very inspiring. Thank, Thank you, you so for coming much. on today. And I really appreciate it, being here. And now I just have so much more work to do, you know, like. I'm going to start So what are the daily, best ways Matt, to connect like, to you? <laughs> Kaya's just ignoring this. She's like, Matt, we're yeah. not going to go down Matt, this. Yeah, sure. with you. <laughs> this is not about you. This is about our listeners and what they can learn from Brianna. <laughs> so yeah, so go so ahead. What, so best ways, the best place to connect with you for our audience? Um, probably the best place to connect with me would be on my Instagram. Um, Instagram handle is Brianna Gamble Photo. Cool. And that's where I do a lot of my story. And we show a lot of our uh, behind the scenes in our studio. And I do try to post some stuff for photographers on there. Some just like helpful tips and things like that. So Brianna that's Gamble great. Photo. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on. Um, it was a pleasure seeing you at Sync. And um, even though I didn't remember where I saw you because <laughs> I was in so many hotels in so many weeks. <laughs> but um, it was awesome connecting with you. And we talked about how we need to stay in touch more. Maybe we can set up like a standing phone call or something like that once a week just to visit and keep each other accountable and stuff. Cause you're a huge inspiration to me. And I think, you know, 
somebody I really look up to in the industry. So thank you for everything you do. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have been here and I really appreciate your guys' time today. Awesome. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap up right there. So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.